Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On board this aircraft, there are six emergency exits. Hello, everybody. This is Ron, your captain speaking. We are currently 30,000 feet in the air and we haven't even left the airport. We just lit the joint. <laughs> Seven footers crew, what is going on? Welcome back. It is Gerard and Jenna and it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, my friends, because <laughs> the NBA is back and... All is well and right in the world. Well, it's really not. It's actually treacherous. However, <laughs> in the basketball world, it mm-hmm. is all well and right for, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. fans. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll get into the nitty-gritty of these teams and what's going on in the association. But as you saw at the top of the episode, guys, hey, what's up, Dex? We love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, this is a perfect time for him to come in because as you guys heard and saw at the top of the episode – Dexter voices our prize picks gambling segment. And you guys know that Gerard's line in your pockets every single week with the best bets choices, of course. And now um, we need to get into it. Remember, guys, the game's on TNT every Tuesday. Tune in for our betting segment. Gerard is going to be crunching numbers because you know your girl don't do that. (laughs) Doing the best that I can to win you guys some cash out here in these gambling streets. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's get into the teams that are playing to open the season on Tuesday on TNT. We're not going to stay here too long because as you guys know, this episode will drop tomorrow on a Wednesday after these games have been played. But some noteworthy things here to talk about. Let's start in the East because y'all know your girl loves the Eastern Conference. It's been known if you are an Yeah, except that you love the Lakers. So you're like kind of like a Moonlighter Western Conference lover. (laughs) First of all, I don't appreciate being exposed. Second of all, okay, LeBron James was in the East. He was for many years. Okay. Yeah. Y'all know how it goes. And if you don't, I'm an extreme LeBron James fan and an Eastern Conference lover. Stan. Stan. Let's be clear. LeBron James. Welcome to the Seven Footers podcast. You will hear a lot of this bickering, which is amazing in the highlight of this podcast. All right. Let's get to the 76ers before Draw and I start catching strays here. So. We have so many things happening because uh, we got a slimmer James Harden down 50 pounds, he alleges. And then we got the addition of the defensive beast and P.J. Tucker. Tyrese Maxey kind of coming into his own here, finding his confidence in the Sixers offense especially. And, you know, we already saw James Harden uh, and his drip walking into the arena at Yo, he, TD Garden. He, 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 as I said to you off air. If you haven't I mean, seen it, look the, it up. The, those slippers <laughs> – Look, ain't, ain't nothing like being a super rich athlete. Like, I mean, these dudes just wild out. But no, generally, you know, as you said, like we're, you know, the games are going to happen. Like we're not going to break down the games because they're going to, by the time we do that, it's going to be stale news because the games already happened. Right, right. Let's talk about what's happening in Philly. Look, I like the addition of P.J. Tucker. We talked about that a little bit a couple of weeks ago. It's a good pickup for them. Harden being slim is important. And Tyrese Max is important. Look, Jenna, here's the thing. If Philly wants to be, who they think they are, which are potential NBA champions. Mm-hmm. We know Joel Embiid is the perennial MVP candidate. Okay, that's a given. James Harden is no longer that MVP caliber player he was in Houston. 
he's just not that dude anymore. Okay. Tyrese Maxey is ascending. I think Jenna Tyrese Maxey needs to be their second best player. He needs to be the guy like, and it may not start on day one of the NBA season, but by the time we get about halfway through 42 games or 41 games or so, Mm -hmm. he needs to assert himself as the second best player. And James goes into a tertiary role. And in that role, if James Harden can average 20 points a game, about eight or nine assists, but he gets his three-point shooting percentage back up to 36, 37%. I mean, preferably I'd like it at 38, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. 36, 37%, that's, that's perfect. That, and if Maxie's averaging 20-something and he's attacking the rim and getting the free throw line, and, look, man, and Joel is doing his usual 30 points, 10, you know, all that, all that stuff, they're going to be, they're going to win a ton of regular season games, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, could be the number one seed in the East. Now, what's going to happen come playoff time? I don't know, but let's first get there and let's, you know, establish that 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 kind of precedence. Yeah, yeah. Love the addition in Tucker. I think it's really going to mm-hmm. take a lot of weight off of Joel Embiid. Help them defensively, down three-point yeah. shooter. Look, can Matisse Stiebel, like, develop a de- – like, he's such a good defender, but he's such a minus on offense. Like, bro, did you work on your three-point shot in the summer? What like, about Tobias Harris? Why, why are we not talking about Tobias here? Because the problem with Tobias Harris, Jenna, is that – He's going to eat up all of like, – he's going to get a bunch of pick and roll calls during the, and plays run for him during the game because Doc loves Tobias Harris. And it's like, bro, those plays you're running for Tobias Harris, run those for Tyrese Maxey instead because he's just better. Like, look, Tobias is just not consistent. That's the problem. One day, you're going to 20-something points. The next game, he's going to score six. And, and, and be you're not wrong. You know, and, and – and the problem is he's being slotted and paid a salary that suggests he's an all-star level player. And he ain't that. Well, you know, uh, them throwing away uh, Seth Curry for some reason, you know. Well, you know, gave him that room. Simmons trade and all that, but you know, it is what it is. Seth. Anyway, all right, let's stick to the business here. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics because they are making their Ime Udoka list debut. Yeah, you like what I did there? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. yeah, like it, like Earthly. it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, nothing good about that because they don't have a real leader that they <laughs> trust in. Damn, Jenna, look at you. Look at you throwing the firing shots at Joe Missoula. He's just catching straight. Listen, it's not, listen, Joe. <laughs> No offense, but like to step into that role, they need to buy into you. They need to buy into your, your scheme and your playbook and they need to respect you. And this wasn't the plan. This wasn't the right. They didn't go into the season thinking this was going to be the case. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, he's got a lot to prove and you know what? Like, don't be surprised if they go through a a low early on and everybody's like, huh. Gonna fire Joe. Gotta get him out of here. And there he goes. There's his job. And he's gonna be another Matt Rule. Sorry, I'm crossing <laughs> leagues here. Well, I mean, Matt Rule probably should have never gotten that job in the first place. If we're being honest, let's let's call it what it is. Look, okay, here's the reality though. Podcast. <laughs> here's the reality though. They still have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, right? So I yeah. mean, and Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon, all right? And now, huge get in Malcolm Brogdon that we are all sleeping on, not us, but you know what I mean. What's gonna hurt and Grant Williams? What's gonna hurt them though, Jenna? Is Robert Williams missing? I mean, he's gonna be out for at least the first eight weeks of the season, possibly more. First half of the season, apparently. What the Th- hell? That's gonna. I mean, this is the number one defense last year. Is that well? This is gonna hurt their defense because now we're asking a lot more of Al Horford, who's getting up there in age, and Al Horford, while 
an excellent defender, not mm-hmm. as young and springy in the legs as Robert Williams, right? And so right. you tax Al Horford just- now. Well, energy is finite. It isn't like, oh, I want to just go to the energy store and fill my energy tank back up. No. I wish. By April, Al's going to be like gassed, right? Because you're having to play him a little bit more and their defense is going to take a hit. So they're going to, now again, because you got Tatum and Brown and Jason Tatum is that dude. Let's not get it twisted. Like they're going to win games because those dudes are that good. But you're going to see, you're going to see some, some step backs, I think, defensively from them. And it'll be a Why? They have Blake Griffin. <laughs> well, listen, Blake, Blake is wonderful. And Blake's going to do his thing, taking charges. But, you know, Blake, Blake also, right? Like he's an older player, right? Like in switching out one through five. For, you can't ask him to play heavy minutes, right? He can't, he he's going to play some few me- meaningful minutes. He's going to play. He's going to play for sure. Because they're going to need him with, with Robert Williams being out. So, again, I think you're going to see some challenging ch- challenges for the Celtics defensively, excuse me, but having Tatum and Brown is going to make up for a lot of that. And they'll be able to win games off the strength of those two guys alone. 100% really. I mean, I'm not worried about them from a player's standpoint or performance. It's more of that internal, you know, gelling with this new coach and, you know, dealing with, I'm assuming going to be pressed in every single post game. Uh, press about, conference yeah. About they lose two in a row. Well, do you think he may? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. Look at stuff. them. Unbelievable. Hey, let's remember here uh, that Gerard's least favorite thing that the NBA is 84 games long. So. <laughs> oh, 82. All yeah. Right. It, it is. It's 82. too long. I'm too, sorry. Too, too long like, of a season. Too long of a season. We got to listen. I said forever. Let's cut it to 58 games. It'll be way better for everybody. But it's all about that. Money. You know it. You know it. That's right. Um, All right. Let's shift over to the West and talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Why? Because it's fun. So (laughs) let's talk about this team. New faces in different places. The debut of Patrick Beverly on this uh, backcourt and uh, Russell Westbrook coming off the bench. Uh, Apparently, he is very open to this by Darvin Ham. Um, What are we thinking? Does he have a choice? to be into it or not i mean look. no but you know what we need to stop not us yeah. the collective people need to stop picking on russell westbrook he's taking <laughs> it so well and it just it hurts my feelings. i don't like bullying it's well it, it's funny you say that because every point in turn that people are talking about it like kevin durant pg-13 sent him well, well wishes on twitter I well no and, and Ke- kevin kevin was kevin was on his podcast and said you know the discourse around basketball discussion has gotten toxic to this point he's like if you want to criticize somebody's on-court play, that's one thing. But he thinks that's going a little too far with Westbrook, where they're talking about everything that goes wrong is Russ's fault. Is Russ's fault? And I will say, yeah. look, as you know, I am not the I am not the biggest Russell Westbrook supporter, right? But I limit my critiques to his game. I don't I don't have I, I don't you critique do. him as an individual. Now, my issue is is that taking him out of the starting lineup. That's smart. They should do that because when he's on the floor with Russ um, with LeBron and AD. Jenna, if he doesn't have the ball, what is he doing? And if he's on the floor with LeBron and AD, guess what? He ain't going to have the ball. So it's just, so I think it's actually better to have him lead that second unit, right? And come off the bench and do that and see how that plays. I think it's much better because Pat Bev and those guys are much better at being and be able to facilitate around LeBron. I mean, LeBron for all effect and, uh, you know, uh, intents and purposes is the de facto point guard, right? Like he runs the show. So I think it's just much better. And those guys know how to play off him. Russ has never been good at playing off of some, a, a ball dominant person. You know, everyone says, oh, but he played with KD. I'm like, yeah, but if you look at it, Russ is the one that had the ball all the time, right? 
KD being such an efficient scorer, you can just throw him the pass mm-hmm. once and he can just shoot it and score. It, it's very different, right? So I, I think that this is probably the better move. We'll see how it all plays out. But right, look, Jenna, for this team, as I've said in the past, this comes down to health. If LeBron and AD are healthy, they'll be fine. And by healthy, I mean they got to play like 60 games like together. If they do that, they'll be fine. They don't. Absolutely. Speaking of injuries, uh, Dennis Schroeder there getting uh, surgery on what the, that hand. Yeah, yeah, and that's tough because he's he's brought in for for uh, point guard depth. So that may mean Russ is going to be on this team a little bit longer than they probably intended, right? If if Schroeder if Schroeder hadn't gotten injured, so yeah, and maybe look, maybe Russell pl- he'll play so well with that second unit they'll say, you know what, this will work, we'll be fine. We'll see. That's Listen, what I was thinking. You know, necessity, maybe he plays him way back, his way back into the first unit. You never know. It depends on I, the I, I doubt it because he has to change his game. And that and it, that's not he's, he hasn't done that. But you know what they say? Necessity is the mother of invention. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know, AD, it's a big year for AD, you know, big you. prove it year for him. Can he stay on the floor? Look, this is a guy two years ago. We were like, uh, is he the best player in the league? Maybe, possibly. Right. So, I mean, and you know, conversations at one point. Right. And and that, now look how, how he's fallen in, in the past few years. So this is going to be big for him. So, yeah, look, Philly, Boston. I'm not really sure about the Lakers. Uh, I'm going to TBD on them. But the first two teams we mentioned for sure in the mix to win a championship. And then, of course, the team they're playing uh, tonight. The reigning champion Warriors. Yeah, they're playing the Warriors um, on their home court. It's their ring ceremony. We mentioned that in the gambling episode and uh it is the official debut of the aftermath of the draymond green punch to jordan Poole. you guys know we went over this the tape was leaked all that now draymond comes out today and says that he's had cameras in preseason and he's dropping a little series of sorts i don't know i just saw him passing right before we started recording this but hashtag new media draymond (laughs) anyway Sticking to the business, let's talk about this really quick because since the last time we spoke to you guys, Poole and Wiggins were extended. Y'all remember the post-championship video? You're getting a bag. No, you're getting a bag. Yeah, we're getting bags. I didn't get one, so not everybody got one, but these two did, so good for them, getting paid. Um, And Poole, good for you, honey, the way you played that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kept quiet, got your money. But yeah, so again, all title contenders competing tonight, except for potentially the Lakers. But I mean, I didn't say that. Gerard did. Uh, look, look, here's the thing. I, I think, so the Warriors extending um, Draymond, I'm sorry, extending Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, what's that saying is the writing's on the wall. And not just for Draymond, for Klay Thompson as well. The Warriors have a plethora of young guys um, behind them. Um, who look, this could be the future bridge to the team. Jordan Poole, uh, Steph Curry, um, Andrew yeah. Wiggins, John James Wiseman, Jonathan Kimmick. Look, all these guys, they're like, you know what? This is the future, and we can win with these guys. So all I'm saying is pay attention to that and watch. But the Warriors, I think, will be just fine. Um, you know, this is the, the Draymond beef, I think, is gonna be interesting to see how it how it plays out internally. I think Steph being who he is and the culture of the Warriors is so great. But, you know, does this have an effect at some point in the season? It might. And it could. It definitely could. And, hey, it's a long season. Tempers flare. But hopefully they can keep that in check. Because, I mean, again, this is – I don't know about you. I think we might have mentioned this. But, like, in my opinion, this is the last – not the last, but 
the window for that championship for this older OG Warriors squad to repeat mm-hmm. is very small. And this is one of those windows mm-hmm. where they can they can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I think look, they, they can definitely repeat. Um, I think the biggest the biggest thing is is you know can they repeat without Draymond? And do, do let me rephrase that. Do they think they can repeat without Draymond? Right now, they probably say no. But midway through the year, can they? And if and if they're like, you know what? Wiseman and Looney and Kaminga, they can approximate and we're playing just as well. That may be the impetus they need to be like, you know what? We're good. We can move them now. Or, you know, he decides to opt in, whatever. They trade him next year, you know. Uh, shout out to our guy, Dexter Henry, asking, are the Warriors a 50-win team this year? I think so. Just, just the it. So here's what's interesting. I don't think we have any 60 win teams this year. I, I just think that it's going to be too hard to win games. So I think it's going to be a lot of people bunched together: 52, 50, 49, 47. Like a, you know, a, everybody within two to like six to seven games. Uh, the Warriors are definitely a 50 win team. The question is, can anybody in the West win more than 50 games? And I think there might be a team or two that can win more than 50 games. Not a lot more, but a, a few more. Mm. All right. Well, before we uh, move on here, I would just like to take a second to note that um, there was what a pr- uh, NBA preview that y'all got together. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. Was it you, Dex, or the guys? <laughs> the guys. Are you saying this because you were not on this uh, preview show? <laughs> yeah, I'm still begging two years later to be let into the group chat, but y'all won't let me in. Probably because you know I'm nuts. But still, so Dex, if you're in there still and you're listening to this. <laughs> Yeah, we will. We will do a show where we bring you on. Don't you worry. We'll get. We have to cross over with our friends too. It's always good to cross over with the friends. Yes, indeed. But no, look, I think Golden State. Golden State is fine. That's another team. It's a championship contender. Of course, you have to respect okay. the defending champs. Obviously. All right. Well, um, what do you think about this? I mean, people, you know, up in these uh, news streets are talking mm-hmm. about, you know, it's a wide open lane to the championship this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the East and West. Tell me who you actually think is going to or can make a run at this point. Shout out to Dex for saying, my bad, Jenna. <laughs> I'm just busting you. You know <laughs> we how have it to is. have you on. We will, we will definitely get you on. I, I do think that, Jenna. Okay, so we mentioned Philly and Boston in the East already, right? Okay. Um, look at this. Oh, next solo guest. Look oh, at you. Look All girl. right. I'm okay. cool. You just took a picture. <laughs> <laughs> you see there that, you Dex? She, she put it out there. That means you got to do it there now. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned Philly, Boston in the East. Um, I think you you have to you can't discount Miami, obviously. Yo, yeah. you can't discount Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee won the title two oh. years ago. That's four teams right there. Okay. A lot of these teams have their same guys coming back, but just now healthy. Milwaukee's got to deal with the Middleton injury. He's not going to start. He's going to miss the first. I think what they say four weeks maybe he might be out. And then they're also Pat Connaughton's also out for them. So watch that. Now mm-hmm. I'm not as concerned about Milwaukee and where they finish because. They can win on the road. They've proven that they won the NBA title. So I don't really care where they end up being seated. But Milwaukee, yeah. of course, can come out of the, the Eastern Conference. After that, look, we talked about this team all the time. We know they're volatile. But Brooklyn has the highest variance of any team in the NBA. They could have the best record in the NBA. And they could also fight for the play-in. <laughs> that is the variance you have with this team. Because if you look at just on paper and talent alone, they are that good to have the best record in the league, right? Anytime you got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, 
Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Nick. I mean, like Royce O'Neal. I mean, Patty Mills. I mean, the list goes. Up. They are good. They're Jay Warren. They're, they're super deep. deep. Like, yeah, but they also have KD, Kyrie. But right, but I mean, like all players who you know, for one reason or another, whether it be going AWOL and needing PTO, getting injured, whatever the case may be, we PT. don't know. We don't know, right? And let's just assume everybody's healthy and they all committed to play. This isn't just add water, stir, and we're good. Ben Simmons hasn't played basketball in 18 months. It's going to take him a while to ramp himself back up, and it's going to take some time to develop chemistry, and which is why they need to be playing and not, again, taking week-long PTO and dealing with injuries and all that, right? But if they do that, yeah, this team can be very, very good. The other piece is they have to buy in defensively. Um, in the preseason, and that's preseason, so let's not lose our minds, but – I saw it the last two games. I'm like, oh, when this team tries defensively, they can be a decent. That's so you got to just try, give an effort on that end of the floor. So many times the last few years with this team, zero effort on that end of the floor, literally none. A, square, a screen comes, dude just die on the screen. They're like, oh, help, switch. It's like, yo, what, what are we doing? You build those kinds of habits. You, what are they going to do come playoff time? The same thing, all right? So we'll see. Um, Kyrie, of course, had a one-on-one with Shams um, that I know you saw, uh, which I thought was interesting. I mean, it's Kyrie. <laughs> well, Kyrie, it was almost eight minutes long. I mean, the clip that Shams had posted, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was longer. Who knows? But um, even in the interview, Kyrie said, you know, I don't usually sit down or I don't usually have the opportunity to sit down and speak like this like I am with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, he spoke about his wife, his second baby, his son um, that he caught. He was the doula. He was the midwife. Everything. Mid-husband, um, that I experience. believe he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you say mid-husband? Mid-husband, yeah. um, I'm over here, midwife. Um, <laughs> and he spoke about his family and things like that and how they had tough conversations about his views on things and mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, but on the floor, I mean, sticking to basketball, he said, you know, he's not worried about free agency right now. He didn't have a lot of options because of his contract situation. He had constant communication with the Nets in the summer. But he said, deciding to uh, come back to Brooklyn – it was the roster that drew him in, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and he said he's ready to play his role and not alone. Sounded like a team guy. <laughs> Sounded. Why are you laughing? Let me parse through what all that Kyrie speak actually means. Oh, look at him over here. <laughs> Dissecting. <laughs> now, now <laughs> admittedly, here. admittedly, trying to decipher what Kyrie's saying is a fool's errand because he just says all kinds of wacky stuff. However, Kyrie, so he sat down with Shams. He'll sit down with ESPN's Nick Friedel. Mm, yes. Listen, Kyrie is doing a little bit of an image rehab tour right now. Everybody want to know why that is? He's in the last year of his contract. If he wants to get secure another bag, homie got to be on his best behavior this year because if he has another year like he had the past couple, what GM could justify signing up that dude to a four-year maximum contract and expect to keep his job? You, you'd be a lunatic to do it, right? So he has to be his best version of Kyrie, play as many games as he can, be the good soldier, be a good teammate, try on defense, all that stuff. That's what Kyrie has to do. I'm sure Dex has got something for you to say. <laughs> I'm cracking up. I can't. 
I am fluent in the language of Mr. Hotep handles. It is true. You know what, though? But it is image like, rehab. He has all to, jokes Jenna. aside, like, I, I agree with you. At least that's what I could see the puzzle pieces fitting as. I mean, he you know, played 29 deal. games last year. You know, a lot of things went awry. And, you know. And, and, and listen to what he said in those, in those interviews. People are talking about my name and how I don't care about basketball. I don't want to play. Yo, my guy. Whether or not you say you want to play or not. The results are what they are. He didn't play. Now, you can say the whole, yeah, but it was a vaccine. It was my choice. Okay, cool. I'll give you that. Uh, but my man, you weren't the only person on that team who didn't want to take the vaccine. James Harden took it, right? Guess what? That's when you are a part of a team and Kyrie said, I care about my teammates. I want to be a team player. Well, bro, if you care about your team and you want to be a team player, then you take the vaccine, right? Because that's because you care about your teammates. You sacrifice, right? You give up of yourself because for the greater good of this team, all right? That's what you do. He didn't do that. And let's, okay, the year before when there were no vaccine mandates, who took out, again, 10 days to go on PTO to do Lord knows what. We see you on Zooms with Cynthia Nixon and voting things. We see you at the club. It's like, bruh, bruh, listen, we've seen your movie before, my guy. We've seen it the last two years. So this season right now, you got to show you care. And of course, you're going to because you want to get that bag. Now, again, if I am a team, even if he has his best season and wins MVP, you have to think twice. I'm like, am I really going to? Because guess what? Because who's to say that he signs a four-year max deal or super max deal that he's not going to act the fool in year one and be like, all right, I already got my contract. I'm going to start doing my thing. Hey, I'm sitting out these games. I need PTL. I got this. I got that. Uh, listen, I'm just saying. So this is a prove, a prove it year for Kyrie. Prove no, it, year. it definitely is. And, you know, if I'm another GM after his contract is up, I would definitely consider it. We've spoken about this, you know, just putting some stipulations maybe yeah. in there. You hey, got to come to work. Yeah, yeah that's my like first that, stipulation. You, know? you got to show up to work. That's number one. <laughs> oh, man. If you are just new or just joining us to this podcast, just know that these – these uh, passionate soliloquies that Gerard goes off on are they're frequent and they're amazing. So listen, you're gonna get man, one at least once per episode. It's listen, it's because Kyrie's he's probably a good dude. He's a lot of good stuff with the community, and he's such a brilliant yeah, basketball seems player. Like a good guy. It's like, bro, I just want to see you ball, man. I don't want all this other nonsense. Just do the thing, the thing that you are better than 99% of the people in the world at is this. We want to see you do this thing. That's it. As much as possible. That's what we want to see. So let's do that. Last thing I'll say, I said this, uh, oh my gosh, maybe last season on the podcast, and I still firmly stand by it. Um, don't be in my mentions. I He is the best point guard in the NBA. Listen, when he's he is right, best, when he, he is right, he is, he is, he is I mean, <laughs> he's There is no one better. He is a three-level a, a three, a three scorer. Like, he, I mean, he is ridiculous. Yeah, and all y'all Seth Curry fans, don't confuse that with he's the best shooter in the NBA. <laughs> the girl didn't say that. The best point guard in the NBA is Kyrie Irving. Listen, so, I, I, you, you can it. make that You can make that argument. Again, Kyrie, people want to see you play. So, we'll, we'll see what happens over time. Uh, but so, what, what are the, so, let's go, let's recap East teams that we said could potentially do it. Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, and look, I, I'll I'll give Brooklyn in there, right? I, I, I think those yeah. five those five teams can come out of the East. Are we missing anybody? 
No argument there. Cleveland, I don't think they're ready yet. Atlanta's not, not yet. ready yet. But they're, they're going to be coming. right they're there. Coming. They're not ready yet. Um, who else am I missing in the East? Um, I don't think anyone. I think that's, yeah. not, like, not in competition with those teams. Yeah, yeah to, to, to come out. Yeah, Chicago, the, the Lonzo Ball injury is going to hurt them, so they're not. And I don't know if DeRose is going to have another repeat year like he had last year. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think those are the teams. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, the West, obviously, we said the Warriors. Of course, got to start with the Warriors. Uh, Jenna, you know, so I, I said two teams could potentially finish with more wins than the Warriors this year. Let's look out for the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, yes, yes. They yes. get back Kawhi Leonard. When we last saw Kawhi, <laughs> fully healthy and playing, uh, we saw him lead the Toronto Raptors to the NBA championship, right? When mm-hmm. he was fully healthy, he played the whole that. Now, when he's with um, the Clippers the season before last, right? They advanced uh, in the bubble, but then he got hurt and they and they lost, right? Listen, you got Kawhi and Paul George. That's a hell of a two, just two guys to start with, right? I mentioned Tatum and Brown in Boston. Uh, you know, it, it's similar here, right? That's a nice two guys to start with. And the Clippers and the are both deep. Of them, the both of them have had significant rest. Mm-hmm. So you got to think of that too after, you know, teams like the Warriors went, of course, obviously the furthest in the postseason and um, the Celtics on the East. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. things to note there. Who else in the West? Um, as you know, I'm a huge Nikola Jokic fan. I love the Denver Nuggets. And guess who's coming back for the Nuggets? Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Your guys. Let me just tell you, if Michael Porter Jr. is approximating all-star level, this team's going to win like 55 games. They might win 60 games. And I said no one's going to win 60. I mean, if Murray is doing his thing, Jokic is playing like the two-time MVP that he is, and Michael Porter Jr. is approximating all-star level, this could be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Like, they, they added Bruce Brown. They added Catavius Caldwell Pope. So I love what they do defensively now. You got Jeff Green coming off the bench. You got Bones Highland. Like, I, listen, I like this team a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so watch out. So that, that's just three teams right there, right? So I said Clippers, Nuggets, Warriors. So that's five in the East. That's three in the West. That's eight already. No Suns. I, I, we're still going. I'm not even, I'm not even done yet. I know, I'm just asking. Um, Let's... Memphis Grizzlies. Let's let's put them at nine. Now they're going to be without Jaron Jackson Jr. to start the season. So, you know, everybody talked about how when John Morant was out last year, they went like 20 and four or whatever the record was. Yeah. The difference was that they were able to play really well defensively without Jaron to start the season. They're going to have a real tough time defensively. And the thing is that the the window for him to be back is November to January. I'm like, well, (laughs) If it's January, that's going to really put a damper in where they are. If it's maybe December, they got it's a little better chance to kind of, you know, right the ship and really go on a run there. So Memphis is going to be very good. Uh, Phoenix, look, the DeAndre Ayton, Monty Williams situation is weird. Those Apparently those two still have not had a conversation. It's just bad for business. I, I agree. Now, they, of course, still have Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges. Chris Paul is a year older. Oh, look, De- uh, DeAndre Ayton's played well in the in in the preseason. Uh, they have the Jay Crowder situation, which is kind of strange, right? Um, but this another thing, mm, like yeah, the juju around this team a little funny. I don't, I don't really know. Okay, uh, let's toss in. All right, so now we're getting around teams where it's like they could, but it's gonna they gonna need a lot of things to go right. Dallas, everybody's gonna get get a high on Dallas because they went to the conference finals last year. Look. 
I'm not sold. I hear you. You only play who you play, right? So don't you ever apologize for making it to the conference finals. But are they a true conference finals team? I don't think so. Um, look, Luca is all world and he may win MVP this year. Great. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Spencer Dinwiddie, Maxi Kleba, Dorian Finney-Smith. I mean, those guys are good, but I just feel like, and again, in any playoff series, Luka can go in against any team. It doesn't matter who they're playing. The Nets, the Warriors, it doesn't matter. Luka can step on the floor and be like, no, I'm the best player on the floor. It doesn't matter any series he gets in. He can be that dude. He is that good. Um, but, but alone? But is that, but, but is that enough? Are you a believer in Christian Wood? I don't know. We'll see, right? Again, I think for Dallas, it's going to be, I want to see those other guys around Luka. What does that look like? And, the, you know, what is that? So I, I don't think Dallas has enough to be an NBA champion. But as our boy Brian Fonseca pointed out uh, on the show we did with the guys last night, they have pieces to trade, tradable contracts, and draft picks. So they can make a move and get a second person in there to help Luka, which could, you know, really do some things. After that, I don't think these teams I'm mentioning next are going to win, but they're going to be very good. The Pelicans, I think, are going to be very good this year. I think with Zion back and mm -hmm. yeah, I think they're going to be really good. We saw what they did last year um, without Zion, right, in in the first round of the playoffs. So I think they're going to be fun. (sighs) Who else am I missing on the Lakers? I mean, we did talk about them. Okay, let me just put the Lakers. If LeBron and AD play 60 games each, yes, they can contend. If they don't, they will not. It's that what about simple. like a mid-season like pickup, like someone like I don't know, Miles Turner them or Buddy Heels, right? That would put them over the edge but, a little bit. But the question is, like, what do they have to give up to get? They got those draft picks, but they won't give those up. Those first rounders, <laughs> they will not do it because they know, man. We gotta, we gotta. <laughs> I mean, you know, we gotta build. So if they listen, that'd be a hell of a coup if they could somehow find a way to get Miles Turner or Buddy Hill. I think Miles Turner would be huge for them. Oh my God, that would be that would be something. That, then yeah, so we'll see. So they're in the mix. So I think we mentioned what ten teams, and that's pushing it. Uh, I, let, let, let me go through the list again. I, I think I'm, I'm going to pull the list up right now. I think. Would you what, say the East is much deeper than the West? It's tough to say who's deep. Like, is it harder to get through the East? I think it's hard to get. It's Look, winning rounds against any. Oh, we didn't even mention Minnesota. Minnesota, I mean, I don't think they're, they're not ready to win a championship, but they're going to be very good this year, too. Oh, I forgot to take them out of the puppies folder. Yeah, the, the Timber right. Puppies. Yeah, they're a little bit out of the puppy folder. Okay. Oh, the, I didn't mention the Raptors in the Eastern Conference. I don't think they're they're not ready to get to the that next stage either, but they're going to yeah. be very good. Um. So in the East, Celtics, Heat, Bucks. Nets, Sixers. I think those are your five teams that could come out of the East. That's five in the East. In the West, Nuggets, Warriors, Clippers, and either uh, uh, the Suns, the Lakers, if healthy, right? That's 10 yeah. right there. That's t- Oh, Grizzlies, 11. So let's say you, let's say you take out the Suns because you don't like their juju, or you take out the Lakers. With the Grizzlies, that makes 10. 10 teams, I think, have a chance can say right now today we we're, we're going for it now here's the other piece about this what these teams look like on october 18th isn't going to be what they look like on april 1st so exactly trades can come injury all kinds of different um, somebody can emerge on the roster and you're like oh my god we didn't know this guy was this good all right. kinds of things can happen so 
But as of right now, those 10 teams, I think, have legitimate shots to come out of their conferences. We shall see. Like we always say, it's a make or miss league, and it is ever-changing, okay? I mean, we got a lot of games, Mm -hmm. a lot of injuries piling up. We hope not, but unfortunately, it's inevitably part of the game. happens every year. And it is what it is. So these teams are going to look very different in a matter of weeks. It's just inevitable. So we shall see. Y'all know what to do. Stick with us. This is the season kickoff. Remember, every Tuesday, tune in early. We have our betting segment for our TNT games. And y'all know what to do. Subscribe, like, share, tell your friends. Leave mm-hmm. a leave us a, a comment, a yeah, rating. Yeah, leave Be comments. Kind. Be kind. We like that, man. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that jazz. At Seven Footers Pod, at Seven Footers Podcast, at JS Hector, at Gentleman Selly, all that good stuff. And until next time, happy NBA opening night. See you next time. Thank you.